God series, uh, Faith in God for Biblical Guaranteed Results. Today is part three, part three of six. What to do after you pray? What do you do? You, you pray, all right? So what, what do you do after that? All right, this is that, this is that part because, you know, sometimes there's that question like, well, we, what should we do after we've done that, okay? Well, God's going to answer that. He's, gonna, he's done it already, but he's going to answer it in more detail today, amen? So again, faith in God for biblical guaranteed results today is part three of six. What to do after you pray? You know, reference our foundation scripture today is Hebrews 10, 35 36, New King James Version. Yeah. Well, I'm going to reference that, but I want to make this other point. God wants to make this other point. So, uh, the, foundation, the foundation scripture for today, as you see it, Hebrews 10, 35 36. Now, you got to get to this point. This part is critical. What you're going to learn today, with regards to this entire series as well, is this is that time period between the time that you pray and the time that you receive is a critical time. Why is that? Because the things that you want, the things you pray for, can be won or lost. Not by God, but, but by you. we got to get this. The things that you're believing God for, this is that, this is that, that what do you do after you pray? This is that time period. Because the things that you believe in God for can be won or lost, not by God, but by you. So we got to fill in that hole so we make sure we're doing something. Because if, if, you're, if you're wanting that thing bad enough and you believe in God for it, well, if there is some in-between time, we got to figure out what to do. Because if we don't do the right things, that thing that we just desired could be lost. Amen? All right, so let's focus on it. Let's focus on it. All right, now, let's go to the Hebrew. Let's look at the uh, foundation of Scripture. Hebrews 10, 35-36, New King James Version. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that after, if I say after, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Got it? Alright, so back to the text here is the... The writer was talking with regards to the, the people of Israel, the Jewish people, and a lot of them during that time period where some of them had turned over to receive Jesus, which is a good thing. But for them, to leave Judaism was huge. That means they had to like forsake their family, or rather their, first, their families forsake them. Forsook them. Does that make sense? They kind of excommunicate and say, ah, oh, you, you're doing that Jesus thing, so now nah, you, you, we can't mess with you no more. So for them to sacrifice and, and do the right thing by receiving Jesus was huge. But what was happening was because Jesus hadn't come back yet, they were wondering whether they may have made the right decision. So the writer was trying to encourage them to stay in faith, keep the faith, keep doing things you need to do. You did the right thing, stay focused, stay focused on God. So that after you've done the will of God, you will receive the promise. But that's a key principle there because we've got to understand we have to have endurance so that after we've done the will of God, then we'll receive the promise. Amen? So we learned about asking in faith, so we got to make sure we're doing it. Amen? So we, this is that in-between time period we want to receive. All right? All right, now, got an objective twofold today. One, get to a place where obeying God, living by faith, for something that you pray for, whether it's small or big, how you use it by small or is so important to you that you're willing to not focus on the in-between stuff. You know, we say the end result, you want to focus on the end result. What's the goal of the thing you're believing God for? So if you're believing God for a new position, you keep focusing on the, the new position. Don't focus on the in-between stuff that may come. You, your person may hear from a co-worker or, 
you know, somebody may say the, the resume isn't good enough or whatever. Don't focus on the in-between stuff. We call that S, T, and W. Don't, you focus on Z. Don't focus on the other in-between letters. Why? Because that stuff can get you off. Amen? So the, if that thing is so important to you, focus on the end result. Don't focus on the in-between stuff like the time and everything else. All right? And then number two goal is to get us to a place where we understand uh, what we do, as you said, as you said, what to do between the times we pray and times we receive the promise and result. All right? That's the other goal God's objective is that. If we understand what to do between the time we pray and the time we receive the end result. Because there is a time, there could be a time period, and you got to understand what to do. Because we don't want things we either do or don't do during that time period to not have that blessing manifest. Okay? Very, very important. Very, very important. This, this, is, this is where a lot of Christians live. Because they sincerely will go to God and ask Him for something, but if they don't receive it instantaneously, then there's this in-between time period. And sometimes, unintentionally, people can fall off in terms of doubting God or believe they, you know, they did it in the wrong way, those kind of things. But it really comes down to um, them not knowing what to do. So God wants to make that part clear so that they can receive that desire that they've been praying for. Amen? All right. Now, just doing a review with regards to this series. This is in, uh, God's impactful series. When he wants you to get this whole package and make sure that you going forth in faith, all right? Uh, so we understood first in the beginning uh, that unbelief was evil. You can reference Hebrews 3, 7 through 12. Unbelief is evil. Two main reasons is evil we understood was, one, it keeps us from pleasing God. Why is that? The Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Okay? So we have to make sure we're living by faith. So unbelief is not faith. Amen? So if unbelief creeps in, we are not pleasing God in that moment. So an opportunity, if you're praying God for something and unbelief, an opportunity unbelief comes in, you got to say to yourself, oh, that's, that's, that's an alert. I, I, I can't, I got to get that out of it. Amen? Uh, you reference those scriptures there. And then number two, the second reason why unbelief is evil is that it keeps us from receiving those promised already existing blessings. Well, you believe in God for something, you want to receive that. So you don't want unbelief to come in. So one, we want to make sure we please in God. And two, we want to receive what we praying for. Amen? So that being the case, we got to get unbelief out. All right? Now, we understood that also that, just doing review, that we understood that God is spirit. The Bible says that. And things God operates in and does, he operates in the spirit realm. The spirit realm is unseen. It's like we can see this chair or this floor. God operates first in the unseen realm, and then we see the stuff in the seen realm. But it starts first in the unseen realm, all right, where God is. So we've got three, three different heavens, but that's a whole different subject. <laughs> but it, our, our blessings exist that because God is spirit and he operates in the unseen realm, the things we desire already exist in the spirit realm. They exist in the spirit realm. We talked about this before. Let's look at proof text, Ephesians 1 and 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had, that's past tense, it means it's done. So I mean, when you're praying to God, he's not scrambling around and trying to find Benaiah new football. No, 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 it already exists. Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing? Where did he, where did he place those things? In the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That means those blessings already exist. That's good news. That that can be and should be good news for us to know that if God places a desire on our heart, it exists. We ain't crazy, even though we might not know anyone else that may have the the helicopter or the motorcycle or that new job. It exists. 
Bible is clear that he's already blessed us with these things. So that's good news. So if we know it already exists, then it, now it's just a matter of how do I access it from the spirit realm into the natural realm, all right? Bible says he can do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. So if you can think it, that means it already exists. Our mindset isn't beating God. Like he's surprised, like, oh, snap, symphony went dead. That, that threw me for a sec. Let me go hustle and because God knows us before we did it. Amen? That's good news. You can also reference 2 Peter 1, 2 through 4 as well. All right. Now, we understood that the question then comes, then God's spirit, and he operates in the spirit realm, and he's already made all these blessings already available for us, but we understood to get to those blessings, the main thing we have to do is we have to use our faith. Our faith is a key that, that unlocks what's in that spirit realm and brings it into the natural realm. So if that's the case, and sometimes we may have had in the past the question, well, if I may have asked before, why didn't I receive in the past? I think every person has that testimony to say, yeah, well, I, I may have asked God for something in the past and didn't receive. Well, we understood when God says, these, whatever we ask when we pray, believe we have received it, we shall have it. And he also says, all the promises of God in Jesus are yes, and in Jesus, amen. We understood, well, if we didn't receive it in the past, it wasn't God's fault. Because he's already done it. We just looked, he already made the stuff already available. So it already exists. So we have to now take, we have to, we have to be humble enough to say, okay, it wasn't God's fault. It might have just been something that we didn't know. Doesn't make, we said, it doesn't make God bad, doesn't make us bad. It might have just been something we didn't know because God's already done it. So we, let's, as a body of Christ, let's grow to the point where we stop blaming God for not receiving something. That takes a level of maturity to say, okay, I have to take some responsibility. And that's okay, that's a good thing, because that's where we have an opportunity for growth. That's a good thing. So, that being the case, Bible, you know, we got to understand, so if it's not, if it wasn't on God, it might have been something that we just didn't know. It doesn't make me a bad Christian, I just need to learn what I didn't know. The proof text, you can reference Matthew 22 through 29, it says, we do error, but we know not the scriptures nor the power of God. So that means in the past, we may have done something in sincerity, but we didn't know other scriptures, and it might have made us in error. The Bible says, our people perish for lack of knowledge. You can reference Hebrews, I mean, sorry, Hebrews, uh, Hosea 4 and 6, okay? All right, now, that being the case, then we learned, all right, well, that's being the case, well, then, so I now understand there might have been things I didn't know. All right, so what God is saying is now we want to get to the point where we fill in what we didn't know. And we understood, thank you, Holy Spirit, we understood that just the, the manifestations from prayer won't automatically happen just because we're Christians. And I think a lot of us have gone into that thinking because we're Christians, which is, that is the prerequisite, that we pray and it's automatically going to happen. Well, that's not always the case because the reality is, as being Christians, one of the things we have to do is we have to begin to slowly learn that instruction, instructions manual that he's given us, which is the Bible. So there's some biblical instructions that come with prayer and faith. That when you couple that with being a Christian, then you will get the things you desire. But things won't happen just because uh, manifestations, most manifestations won't happen just because we're Christians. That's not a bad thing, because God desires for us to learn about it. I mean, you know, no one... Most people don't join some kind of organization saying, 
I ain't trying to learn no more. You, you learn like, you know, you try to, whatever about the organization. I don't care if it's a club, fraternity, sorority, yeah, Kiwanis Club, whatever it is people are trying to do, they try to learn stuff before going in, but also in particular, once they're in. All right? So that being the case, to fill in that gap, God gives us what he calls the ABC, what's called the ABCs of faith. ABCs of faith, because now as we do these things, now we can fill that hole with receiving, because God guarantees that if you do these things, both in terms of this entire series, but these sessions, you will always get what you pray for. Because we learn that God does not desire for us to ever pray and not receive. Because why, why pray to him? Like, you, you know, people might be, become a little suspect, like, wait, well, I thought that was part of the, the benefit. It is part of the benefit. Okay? So let's fill that hole in. All right, so ABCs of Faith, we learn, again, this is doing review. A was ask. Ask the Father in Jesus' name. That's very, very specific that we have to ask the Father in Jesus' name. Because if we don't do that, if we pray to Jesus, that was one of those pieces that we may have done in the past. We were sincere. We really desired that bill paid, but we didn't know about those instructions that we no longer should be praying to Jesus. But we were sincere. We wanted that bill paid, but the reality is we may not have known that. Jesus said himself in those reference scriptures, he referenced John 16, 23-24, John 15, 16, and John 16, 26-27. He said, look, once I go to be with the Father, which is where he is now, he's about to say at the right hand of the Father, meaning after he died, rose again, spent some time on the earth, and then he ascended up to heaven, which is where he is now, he is preparing his disciples in those scriptures saying, look, when I bounce, don't ask me nothing. He said, uh, up until now, you don't have to even have to ask the Father because I was with you. He said, once I go up there, you can't, you got to ask the Father in my name. And you, can, and you can feel sure about it because he loves you. Amen? So we said, A was ask the Father in Jesus' name. B was believe. Believe means is convinced something is true without any sense realm evidence. Without any sense realm evidence. Evidence, I mean evidence. <laughs> sense realm is see, feel, taste, touch, and smell. So if we can experience any of those senses that we, we don't have to believe, we know it, all right? But like Jesus told Thomas, Thomas said, hey, look, I hear y'all talking about Jesus came back. This is after Jesus uh, rose from the dead. And uh, his other disciples told him, and they said, he said, unless I see certain things physically, like the nail prints in his hands, the uh, hole in his side, and everything else, he said, unless I see those things, I ain't going to believe so he needed to see it. He needed to have one of those five senses to, to then believe that Jesus was real. Once Jesus showed him, he said, that's cool, Thomas, now that, you, now that you've done that, now that you've seen, you've seen the hole, you put your finger here and all that, all right, now that you believe, that's cool. He said, but blessed are those who believe without seeing. You got it? Why? Because, what did we say earlier, God said, without faith it's impossible to please God. In that moment, Thomas wasn't pleasing God because he didn't. He wasn't walking by faith. Amen? Plus, he had a heads up. Jesus told him a couple of times before he got killed that he was going to be coming back. So it ain't like, it shouldn't be like a huge surprise, but even still. So we just ask the Father in Jesus' name, B is believing. All right? C was confession and confidence. Confession. When, you, when we are praying, we are sowing spiritual seed into the ground. Confession, confessing or confessions, we're now watering that seed. Now, that being the case, how do you do a confession? After you've, all right, let's use, we, we were using Maji's bike. All right, I say Maji wants a red bike. All right, 
Why'd you ask for it? Do you believe in God for it? Right? So we're doing A and B. Now, Maji has to walk around saying, Father, I thank you. I received that red bike. I see it, I see it coming. I see myself riding on it. But Maji doesn't have the bike yet. What he's doing is watering that faith seed. We gotta do this part. Why? Because the devil's going through thoughts. When you start to pray for something, the devil's going through thoughts that you can't receive it. Okay, well, how the thought comes, he's going to try those, oh, you ain't this, you ain't that, or that's impossible, I've never seen anything. All kinds of different thoughts. You've got you to gotta do God's process to, to get to the point that Maji receives that red light. So what Mahdi is doing during this time, he's, he's watering that faith seed. Father, I thank you. I receive that red bike. I see myself riding. I see myself enjoying it. I see me hold, letting my buddies ride it for a little bit. Those kind of things, right? And when he does the confession, we also got to do it in confidence. Why is that? We, God is not a man that he should lie. So that's what the word says. So that being the case, we can have confidence that God is going to always honor his word. When we come to him, we have to come to him in confidence and not in faith. And one scripture he even says, don't come to me doubting, because let not that man suppose that he's going to receive anything. So, and that's, uh-oh, here we go. That's irrespective of the, in part, the sin you may have done last night that you asked God for forgiveness for. See, sometimes we may have committed a sin the night before or two hours ago, and the devil tries to be crappy and make it seem like that sin stops you from being worthy enough to come to God. The devil is a liar. The Bible says if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse of all unrighteousness. He says as far as the east is from the west. Look, if you're sincere when you ask God for forgiveness, it's gone. It's off your sleep. Does that make sense? Now, that being the case, you need obviously work with him about, you get the series on how to, um, how to deal with sin habits. You want to get that series. You work on that part of it. But God knows your heart in terms of being sincere. Yes, you're, you're forgiven. So 10 minutes later, if all of a sudden, Maj wants a red bike, and he's already asked for forgiveness, God's hearing it. Yeah? Now, Bible says now, <laughs> now, uh, so, we gotta make sure we ain't taking advantage of grace. So, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, <laughs> surely not, surely not. Alright, now, in any case, that's D. D is do it. I mean, if you have to do some kind of corresponding action, once you've asked and believed and you're confessing in confidence, you have to do some kind of corresponding action that also identifies that you're walking in faith. We use the example of if you're asking God for a new position, you're asking, you're believing, you're confessing in confidence. At some point in time, we said, you got to send a resume. <laughs> you got you to go to the interview. All right, so you have to, the Bible says, faith without works is dead. So you need to combine the works with the faith. Amen? And he said, E expect it. You can expect that God's going to honor his word. Are you reference those scriptures there. Because um, all these pieces of all these pieces are vital to this in, to the prayer process. You gotta get this. All these pieces are vital, all right? F is forgiveness and forbearing. That means we can't you gotta forgive cousin Lolo for, for what she did back in the day. And your co-worker too. Why? Because that's part of who God is. We can't walk in unforgiveness. So that blessing that's already on its way down, unforgiveness will pause it. It's not that it doesn't exist, but we know it already exists. Ephesians 1 and 3, that we're doing ABCs of faith, so we know it's on its way down from the spirit realm to our natural hands, but unforgiveness can pause it. Alright? So we got to forgive people. Now, people do bad stuff. That's not to say that what you may have experienced with people wasn't legitimate, because it was. But forgiveness, trust is earned. Forgiveness and trust are different. Alright? Trust is both a choice and it's earned. 
you forgive that person, and you got to go back to the forgiveness series because not this morning you're saying you forgive them, but you got to make sure you're walking in forgiveness of that person. Amen. And then also forbearing. When you're praying, the manifestation may happen instantaneously, but we got to also recognize it may take some element of time. Two seconds, ten years, three weeks, two days, whatever it is. But we said the focus is the end result, not the time stuff. Because we don't want to get caught in that in-between thing. Who cares? We said this time is just a process. We said it's just a process. It's just a process to get to the end result. So we got to be wearing to forbear, all right? And then G, we said gratitude and get away from sin. Gratitude, you know, anytime you're given something, you're taught even by your parents to say thank you. Well, how much more should we thank the true and only living God when we receive the things we ask for? But then God says, hey, well, if you already know it exists and you're walking by faith and you received it before you receive it, then we really should walk and grow to another level of maturity and say, you know what, Father, I'm going to be thanking you when I pray. I'm going to be thanking you when I wait. And I'm definitely going to be thanking you when I receive it. Amen. And then get away from sin is getting away from the practice of sin. You know, we may all fall short. We ask God for forgiveness, but we don't, we don't want to get good at it. We don't, we don't want to get good in practicing sin. Because sin feels good. Because what you're doing is you're making your flesh gratify your carnal nature. So sin feels good. So we gotta we gotta discipline our flesh. And I'm not talking about somebody self-hurting themselves, alright? We talk about that carnal nature. How do you discipline you by speaking scripture, by doing the word? You discipline your flesh because your flesh is going to be crawling if they want to do that sin. But if you fill in the blank for the sin. So we got to, because there's the opportunity for sin to feel good, we got to make sure we don't get into a practice of it. Because that's another one of those things. Again, blessings already exist. You join every season of faith is on its way down. But practicing the sin is another thing that pauses that blessing from coming down. It ain't got nothing to do with God. So we can't blame God for you not receiving if we walk in that kind of sin. You got it? All right, you can reference the scriptures there. All right, now, so what to do, that was all we do. So now, what to do after you pray? What do you, what do, you do? So we, are, we learn that God's word is always true, all right? The Bible says, this is the confidence, you can reference 1 John 5 and 14. He said, this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask, Anything according to his will. And we learned that his will is his word. Why? A will tells a person what they want. God expressed what he wants in his written word. That's his will. So the Bible says, this is a confidence that we can have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, let's use mighty fight. Is it God's will for mighty to have a fight? Yes, because the Bible says, ask and it shall be given. The Bible says, if you delight yourself in you, I will give you the desires of my heart. That kind of thing. So, you know, the Bible says, all the promises of God and Jesus are yes and Jesus, amen. So that's just three scriptures right there that shows, wow, it is part of God's will for mind to have a red fight. And we got we learned earlier, we can't ask a myth, we can't, when we go through that, we can't ask an evil intent or evil motives. That being the case, they might be having a red fight, that means it is part of his will. So that being the case, it says, this is the confidence that we can have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, guess what? He hears us. So we don't have to wonder whether God hears us or not. He hears us. And it says, and if we know he hears us, he gives us a petition in which we ask. Wow, that's a good thing. Well, that being the case, then we can have confidence in knowing that God hears us. And if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we can have those things. 
That's a good thing to do. So that being the case, what do we do in the meantime? Well, you see, part of the issue is that time element. You know, sometimes when people um, pray and they don't receive the instant man, the instant manifestations or instantaneous manifestations, sometimes people choose to leave God. They choose to doubt whether God exists. Or why didn't it happen for so-and-so? Or why did their cousin die? You know, all these various things come in a person's thought and they start to, to begin to question God. Not that you can't ask questions because you're trying to be sincere to learn, but doubt God. Well, all these things come into play when a person doesn't receive something in an instantaneous way. So, remember the scriptures, <laughs> Matthew uh, 22, 16, 19, it says, look, we do error when we know not the scriptures nor the power of God. So part of it is people allow those thoughts to come in and they don't deal with those thoughts. So we got to make sure that we're always trusting God. Amen. So that being the case, as you see here, rather some people will tend to blame God, to leave God and blame God for why didn't it happen in that moment. Um, and rarely look at themselves to say, you know what, it might have been some scriptures like this, I just didn't know. It might have been, you know, when you learn to drive a car, you know, part of the process is learning not how to, to, to move that gear shaft, whether it's down here or up here, from part, from P to D. That's a part of the process. It's not the car's part if you're trying to hit the gas and you're still in P. Like that's, does that make sense? So, so there are some instructions here, but sometimes people will give a, like a, a, almost like a religious rationale, like maybe it, it wasn't part, maybe it wasn't God's will for me to have a new job, and those kind of things. Well, people were, and we may have said that in the past, and we may have been sincere about it, but now once we get some revelation or some things, we say, wait a minute, they might. Well, I learned that it is part of God's will because the Bible says. If I obey and serve him, we'll give it in size of my If I'm willing and obedient, I should be good on the land. All right? And so that being the case, so that, if I do that, that is part of God's will, because God's will is his word. There's some promises in there. So we have to grow as a body of Christ to get to the point that we no longer say those things. It wasn't part of God's will for me not to have this. Okay? So we learn God's will is his word. All right? So that's part of the issue. All right? Now. We understand faith is not magic. God wants us to endure past that instantaneous moment if it doesn't manifest there. Because if it doesn't happen in that moment, will you still love God? All right? Will you still love God? Will it be something, because you don't want to look at, is it one of those things that people just aren't supposed to receive? You got it? Very, very important. Very, very important. So regardless of the, whether the blessed manifestation comes either instantaneous or after some element of time, you got to endure and have some patience. Let's look at the scripture reference, James 1, 2 through 4, New King James Version. My brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And that reference with regards to uh, perfect, you're referring to uh, mature, not doing everything uh, exactly right, but maturity. All right. So that's, what that's saying is, when we walk in faith, is that if it happens not to manifest right there in that moment, that's fine. Let it have its pace and its perfect work. Because now you're saying, hey, Father, one, I know the end result is guaranteed. 
So whenever the end result comes, I'm going to glorify you and I'm not going to be moved by you and leave you just because it didn't happen the second I finished saying amen. If it happens 10 years from now, two weeks from now, I'm going to love you. I'm going to keep praising you. I'm going to keep doing things you need me to do. I'm not even going to focus on it because I know it's guaranteed. You go to work. How many of y'all work? Okay, cool. How many of y'all, how many of you get a check the moment you're done your work day every day. But most pays come either once a week, once every two weeks, once a month, or 15th and the 30th. There's normally some time between the time you finish doing some labor that Monday and the time you get the paycheck. But we go with that. We, we put our faith in that employer that he, that he or she or they are going to pay us. How much more should we expect the true living God to focus on the end result. We don't get caught up in that kind of time when it comes to work. We're like, all right, cool. You know, I, mean, I know I'm going to get paid. You even start, you even start, you're so focused on it. You're like, I even know I'm going to start doing with my check coming up in, in two weeks or, or later this month. Wow. Well, how much more should we have the expectation that that end result is going to happen with God? So don't, let's not fall off, okay? So, and something will happen in an instantaneous matter. But sometimes if they happen not to, still have patience. Let it endure. Amen? Now. Let's look at a role model. Jesus, a lot of times we see and reference Jesus, and it's biblically accurate, that a lot of things he did, we saw that the instant manifestation of it. He spoke and it happened. And he touched it and it was done. So we, we saw that. But there were also moments where Jesus intentionally had to wait after he used his faith. Jesus? Our Lord and Savior? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did it to show us the prior scripture that, like, look, regardless of whether the manifestation happens now or later, I'm going to keep trusting God. Because Jesus walked like us. He had to trust in God. Amen? So, let's look at some proof checks. You can reference Luke 8 and 20, 22 through 27. You see there where Jesus, there was some, uh, you see that Jesus experienced a wait time period going to the other side of the water. Jesus gave to a part. He, he wanted to go to the other side. He said, let us go to the other side. He spoke faith. But if y'all read that scripture, you see there was some some storms, some drama, people fretting. Jesus had to get up and speak to the wind and that kind of stuff. All that happened after he spoke faith. Then you see later, then he got to the other side. All right? So so we see it wasn't instantaneous for Jesus. Even he had a time period where he had to wait. But guess what? He did get to the other side. All right? Let's look at another example. Jesus fasting. You know, a lot of you know it. Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He was in the wilderness. The devil was speaking to him. When the devil was speaking to him, the devil was coming to him through thoughts. It wasn't a red guy with a tail and a pitchfork. It was thoughts coming through his thoughts. When he was trying to mess with Jesus' mind, Jesus, as we understood, he did the process that we all need to do when it comes to thoughts. And that is, he casted out those thoughts by replacing that thought with the scripture. Well, the reality is, the devil didn't mean it the very first time he said the scripture. The devil said, da, 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 da. He said, it is written. The devil didn't bounce. He stayed there. He tried to get at him again. And it took a couple of times. It wasn't until later on that the devil didn't bounce. Because the Bible says if you, if you submit to God and resist the devil, he will flee. So he will flee. You've got to do the difficult process. But guess what? That was time. It would have been great if the devil left after the first day. But there was some time between the time Jesus spoke faith and the time he saw the end, end result. But guess what? That devil did flee. Another example. And you know this one? The fig tree. When Jesus spoke to the fig tree, well, we understood that Jesus spoke to the fig tree. He used faith, spoke to it, 
But there was some time in between. They you know, went from one town to the other town. They took care of some business. Night came, morning came, and they came back in the morning time. Then they saw the fig tree withered and died. Well, it, it would have been nice, certainly, if it happened in the instantaneous. And many spoke it, that fig tree withered and died. But that wasn't the case. It took some time. But guess what? That fig tree did wither and die. So we have to stay, we have to grow to a point of maturity and understand and say it's going to happen in this, in this moment. Or it's going to happen later on, however later on is defined. But it's going to happen. So we got to mature and get to that point and be good with that. All right? Now, it's not, just some proof checks from what we said earlier. It is not God's desire that we as believers pray and not receive. You've got to get this down. I don't care how many times in the past that you may have prayed and didn't receive, you got to understand that wasn't on God. It might have been something that you didn't know. It didn't make you a bad person. But that doesn't change God's desire. Because you may not have received something in the past that does not change God's desire that any time you pray, His desire is that you receive. Got it? It is not God's desire for you to ever pray and not receive from Him. You just a few, there's a number of scriptures, but there's a few proof texts. You mark 11, 24. Whenever you ask me, you pray, believe that you receive it, and you shall have it. Why would you put that in there? Why, why, if God, if God was trying to be like a 50-50, like, ah, sometimes you come to me on Tuesday at 5 o'clock, I got it. You come to me on Wednesday at 3.30, it ain't going to happen. That's not God. Why would he, why, why, if so, why would he put that scripture in there? This is, remember, the written word is what God wants. This is his will, all right? You reference Matthew 7 and 7. It says, ask and it will be given. Woo! Why would he put that in there? Oh, just to tease us? All right, Matthew 7 and 11. He says, <laughs> This one is, he challenges him, he said, the people being evil, he said, know how to give good gifts to their children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask? You see, these things are accompanied. They say, okay, if I didn't receive in the past, it clearly wasn't God. Now, I want to grow to the point of what I didn't know before to fill these holes in, because now I'm trying to, get, I'm trying to be at that 100% level. I'm trying to be at that A+, and whatever I'm asking... I'm learning how to do this. I'm learning the things around it. Whatever I ask, I'm going to receive. That should be in our resume when we go to the Lord. You hear me? That you got that A plus in that area. You also reference John 15 and 7. Uh, it says, if I abide you, you abide, if I abide you and your word abides me, I will ask my desire and it shall be done for me. Amen? So these are just a few text scriptures that say God clearly desires for us to receive and be fresh. All right? So, let's, so now we roll on that out. Okay, does God want me to have this thing? Now, what well, we understood as well, He clearly does. So now we just rolling out that excuse. Okay, this is a good thing. This is good growth for us to learn and do. All right. So further proof text. Ooh, here's another one right here. Romans eight and thirty-two. Romans eight and thirty-two. New King James Version. He referring to God. He who did not spare His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all. How shall He not with Him freely give us all things? That is good news. God is saying, if I give you Jesus, why in the world would I withhold a job or repairing your oil chains or getting a flat tire fixed? What? Because that would make it seem like the flat tire is more important than Jesus. He said, if I give you Jesus, why in the world would I withhold a, getting a flat tire fixed? Because if, if I did, that would make it seem like I'm holding these things higher. Like you, you can get Jesus, but you, you can't get that flat tire fixed. No, that's not what God is saying. So we got to understand it's God's desire for us to receive when we ask of him. Amen? Because we are his children. I'm specifically talking to those who have chosen to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. 
okay? The Christians, the believers, okay? Now, that being the case, remember, we just got to follow the system. We listen to the ABCs of faith, so as we do that, we should always receive, amen? That's what God is saying, all right? Now, so here's a piece. After A, after you ask, if you really believe, the rest of the time, you're just doing B through G. Just follow the process. Just follow the system. After you've asked and you're believing, the rest of the time, you're just doing B through G. Well, how long, Pastor Mike, until you receive? Until you receive the manifestation. Why well, stop? There's something you asked for. All right? All right. And guess what? We learned we only need to ask once. Now, we understood the difference between this type and, the, and our daily bread. Let's say you're praying, you know, your mom comes home from work every day. That's part of your daily bread. You're, you're asking that. But separate from that are these petitions you may have that you're desiring for something. Let's just say getting that flat tire fixed. Well, you only need to ask once. Because we understood from the other scripture God was talking about that he heard us. Because we asked according to his will, is it his will that we, that he, we get the flat tire fixed? Yeah, that's God's will. This is what Bible says. Ask and you shall be given. Okay, great. Praise the Lord. He wants me to get flat tire fixed. So that being the case, we only got to ask once. And we understood he heard us. So here's proof text again. Now, this is the comment that we have in him. This is a scripture we referenced earlier. Uh, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have the petition that we have asked of him. So that being the case, we can be good knowing that we only need to ask once. Because what happens is we keep asking, it can allow the devil in to kind of create doubt if we didn't receive it that moment. Got it? So after you ask and believe in, all you're doing the rest of the process, you're doing B through G. So we already went through ABCs of faith, so you're already going down. All right? Now, let's continue to go. So we said four things, four caveats, but four things to remember. One, we said don't ask for wrong motives. Okay? That means you can't ask the guy to kill your supervisor. That's not part of that's not, That doesn't fall into ABCs of faith. You, that's not part of God's desire for that to happen. So you can't ask with wrong motives. The Bible says you can't ask a miss or a cake of some Greek. All right? And if you have that intent in the heart, like you're trying to show it off to people or trying to lord it over people, God, again, He doesn't have anything that the blessing already exists, but you got He's got to clean your heart out first. Amen? So we can't ask for wrong motives. These are little caveats. And we said 2A, uh, we said um, God nor man can change a person's will. So we have to understand that when we're praying for other people, it's very important to know when you're using the ABC of faith, if you're praying for someone else, you got to understand you don't control all the dice there. That person's will comes into play. So even though they may ask you to pray for them regarding a hurt leg, um, you're doing your ABCs of faith, which is what you should do as a Christian. But if they are asking you to pray, but they walk around and they're confessing or not confessing that their their leg's always going to be broke, it's, you know, it's all it's always going to be hurt. Well, you can't, you nor God can override that. Even though you're doing your ABCs of faith, you can't override that. Does that make sense? Because they have a right to have their own will. So we have to just remember that. So if you're doing that and there it takes forever or never for their leg to heal, don't let that rock your faith. You keep doing ABCs of faith, and, and what we said was, let's get to a point where we help them and say, hey, you sure you want us to pray for that leg? Okay, let's do some ABCs of faith. Why don't you do that as well so that they learn not to say their leg is always going to be broken. Does that make sense? Okay. You can remember those scriptures there. Okay. All right. Then we said another thing to remember is um, we can't, don't, the Bible is clear that we shouldn't pray for those who maliciously and intentionally um, blaspheme the Holy Spirit. You say blaspheme the Holy Spirit, we're talking about specifically the Holy Spirit, 
and praying uh, something negative, uh, or not praying, sorry, saying something negative about the Holy Spirit, or attributing some evil work to the Holy Spirit. All right. So the Bible is real specific about that particular aspect because the Bible says that is the only, the only unpardonable sin is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. All right. So we got to make sure we don't do that. The Bible says also one of them. She's don't say you should pray for that person. Okay. All right. Now. Number three, these are all little caveats to the ABCs of faith, okay? Now, if it happens to occur that it doesn't come in your time, you know, sometimes you're praying for something and we got our time, we want this thing to happen. Well, that being the case, we got to make sure that, one, we got to remember forbearing, it's still on its way, and two, be humble to say, you know what? Father, please be looking at me, what did I get wrong in my faith? Because I know his word is true. So what did I do wrong in my faith? He may say, yeah, you were rocking for you did A, B, and C, but you didn't do D. You never sent that resume. Or did, did you expect it to occur? And we got to eat that and say, ah, thank you, Father. That means the next time you pray for something, now you got to fill that gap in. All right? Now, and before we said, don't focus on the how-to. Don't focus on how God will do it. You, our job is just to believe. Let's not get into God's realm and ability. He's already made it available. Let's not get into how God will do it. All right? Let's just make sure we, our job is to believe. We, we reference Jesus with the spitting and Jesus with the tax money. Stuff we wouldn't have thought of. But that's, you got the end result. All right? Now, let's get to our checklist. Our checklist of what to do after you pray. There's this other caveat, so let's get to it. All right. Next, we got to know and be settled. Know and be settled. The first checklist is know and be settled. That other than instantaneous, there's going to be some element of time. Be subtle with that. Be subtle. When you're doing the ABCs of faith, it can happen instantaneously. I've had things happen before I was done praying. I've had it happen right after I got done praying. And I've had it. And some stuff I'm still confessing for. 15, 20 years. I ain't moved. Yeah, I mean, so I've seen stuff I've been confessing and believing God for also happen. So don't be moved. So just know and be settled. It's part of the process. All right? If it's not happening instantaneous, it's still on its way. Be settled. All right? Now, next. All right? Change your current focus. No longer focus. If you're praying God for something, don't, don't just go the ABCs of faith time. Don't focus on, don't focus on the issue. Focus on the end result. Focus on the end result. I mean, this is a checklist. All right? Next, and you can reference and change your focus to you can look reference there Philippians four and eight. Everything's true, everything's lovely, everything's noble, everything's just, everything's a good report. Meditate on these things. So if you're believing God for something, I tell people sometimes, hey, take pictures of that thing, draw it. If you, you haven't seen it before, draw it. Put it on your wall, put it on your refrigerator, put it on your uh, your iPhone or whatever. This way, every t every once in a while, you get a chance to see it. It helps you crystallize your desire. And you, Father, I thank you. It's like why you can't see that red body. You can't see it. It may be something he's desired, but he can. Create one or make a picture of it and put it around the script. Amen? Alright, just doing this doing, doing that. This is all doing that in between time. You got it? Alright. Look for and expect four things that God will do during this time period. Alright, look for and expect four things God's going to do during this time. This is that after you add, this is that in-between time period. A is going to give you a plan of action. He's going to tell you what to do. Okay? You can expect that God's going to tell you what to do. Let's say let's say you, you're doing the ABCs of faith period, you misplaced your keys. Well, during this time period, you can expect that God will give you a plan of action. So he may tell you, even though you've been, you've been looking at your car, you've been looking downstairs, you know, but he may say, look in the kitchen behind that, uh, let's say, kitchen behind the pillow. Look, look <laughs> in the family room behind the pillow. Well, that's a plan of action. That came from God. Does that make sense? Oh, no, all of a sudden you look there and all of a sudden it's there. All right? So expect a plan of action. Also, B, wisdom. God will give you wisdom, which is a godly insight for wise application and action. Because these are things you can expect. It's all during that in-between time. That you expect God to do these things. 
See, you can expect a manifestation of favor, godly favor. The Bible says he surrounds you with favor as with a shield. What is favor? Favor is, as a believer, you have an advantage in life that other people don't have. And you got it? So the Bible says you can have that. So we join our confessions, during our selling, God will raise up people to help us. All right? That's an advantage. Okay. All right. Specifically because you're a Christian. Um, and D, uh, strength and peace to endure while you're waiting. While you're waiting for this manifestation, God will give you peace. To, well, you already have peace. But you'll be strengthened and endured and in peace uh, during, until you receive the desire and result. Okay? All right, now, next chapter of the part. Now we just go back to the A, B, C. Now we don't go back to the C through G. So these are all things we got to do during that in-between time. So, wow, so we don't fall off. C is we got to keep with our confession and our confidence, all right? Where did I see you? Speak the opposite of what the situation is. Speak what you want, okay? All right? All right, D is do it. We just talked just talk about that. These are all things you do during that in-between time period. So now we're learning, like, oh, now I see where to think. I may not have been doing some stuff before. Now I maybe see where I may not have received because these were some of the things I may not have been doing and if I may have allowed doubt to come in. They put out words today. I was as they went, they were cleansed. Okay? So you got to do it. All right? E, we talked about expect. Honor his word. Okay? These are all things you do during in-between times. So as you see in the ABCs of faith, you're just doing that B through G. Forgiveness and forbearing. All right? All right? There we go. Okay, G, get away. Gratitude and get away from sin. This follow the system. Know those caveats and follow the checklist, which includes B through G. Well, really, B is always a done deal, but really C through G. You keep doing this how long? Until you receive the manifestation. All right? Just follow the system. Take the guesswork out. Now you don't have to be emotional or wonder what what to do. You have a checklist God has given us. Let's just follow the system. Don't don't even think about it. Just follow the steps. All right. Now we said it again. This is that time period that's critical between time to ask and time to receive. This time period is critical because the thing you're desiring could be won or lost, not by God but by us. So we need to do the instructions, the biblical instructions God is telling us to do so that we can receive that red bike, so we can receive that promotion, so we can receive that scholarship, so we can see whatever that desire is. So we understand now, things in the past, we may just ask and, and didn't know some of these things. Well, guys, that's what God has given us a meal for, for us to learn these things and get revelation. Amen? All right. Saints, we can do this. We can do this. You have too many things you are desiring that you want to receive from God to not apply the things he's telling us to do. Amen? Saints, we can do this. Give God glory. Praise God. Praise